Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I am here, as always, with Megan Francis. And today we're talking about birthdays. Um, Megan, it occurred to me that we have mentioned our kids' birthdays and had little segments or commentary, but we've never devoted an entire episode to kids' birthday parties. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And Sarah, I have to admit that when you said that to me, I actually doubted you for a minute and was like, nope, not true. I thought certainly there's an episode Sarah has forgotten about because I swear I thought we did, but I, I guess know. not. Well, it's something you and I've talked about a lot, but just yeah. not done and a whole show. And if you're a devoted on. listener, you will probably Which I hope you hear, all are. <laughs> you might hear a little bit of repeat because we've done throughout talking about other things. I know we answered a listener question once about birthdays. We've done a segment. Our very first episode included my very strong feelings about goodie bags. Um, So we have talked around it, but we're actually going to break this up into two parts. So today we're going to be talking about our own kids and their birthdays, which they happen to have every year as it happens. It just kind of works Um, out that way. It works. Um, We're going to talk about traditions and parties, if you do parties and gifts, and also how um, celebrations at school. I know a lot of our listeners have kids starting preschool and birthdays kind of become Mm -hmm. a thing that kids get to celebrate at school. And then next week, um, we're going to talk about when it's other kids' birthdays. So getting invited to parties, RSVPing, um, buying gifts for other people's kids, and all the drama that goes along with that. So um, two episodes this week is all about our own kids, and I'm excited to kick it off. So um, Megan, I thought we'd start with talking about, um, well, why don't you start by telling us about your fall? You're entering the season of birthdays in your birthday house. Season. You have a lot of children <clears throat> yes. and a lot of them have fall birthdays. But then from there, let's talk kind of about how little simple traditions in our families, apart from the parties, apart from the big gifts, things that have just kind of evolved as a way to make birthdays special for our kids. That's kind of where I'm headed. But why don't yeah. you tell us about your fall birthday extravaganzas? So, um, when we're as we're recording this, it is like the second week of September, third week of September, and Isaac's birthday is a Saturday. So oh, okay. he first kicks one. off our first fall birthday. Then, uh, just under a month later, or just over a month later, it's uh, William's birthday. Then Jacob's birthday is like two and a half, three weeks later after that, and then uh, Owen's is in early December. So it goes September, October, November, December. I have a birthday. And your husband, John. And John is also has a birthday. His birthday is a few days before Owen's. And I, I hate to admit that his birthday often gets lost in the shuffle, but it does. It It does. does. It does. So, um, yeah, so it's busy around here. Um, we are moving out of the phase where all of the kids always wanted to have slumber parties and sleepovers and big ordeals like that. I mean, the older kids don't, they kind of do their own thing. You know, they're going to be 17 and 19 this year. It's just very different. Um, But for a while, it was pretty crazy. And I will say for a while, we were fortunate enough that 
all of our kids always somehow managed to have friends that were siblings. They would have like sibling groups. That's nice. And so their parties were really simple because you would call like two families. Yeah. And you'd have a party, yeah. <laughs> you know, and for both kids, we'd knock them out. We'd like let them do joint parties. Um, and that's changing somewhat as well. So this is all uh, shifting for me. It's like all, yeah. you know, it's kind of like when kids get older, it's harder to make Christmas special, kind of same right. thing for a birthday. Yeah. Um, but the one things that, you know, the one, and I guess we'll talk about, we're gonna talk about uh, traditions later, right? When yeah, am I allowed no, to talk about better. that? Yeah, yeah. You are allowed. Green well, light. It's changing. You know, I was just going to say, I think that it's just cha- It's changing and it's changing slowly enough that I almost don't even notice it changing. Like I remember I used to always have a balloon tied to the birthday kid's chair. I love that. Um, and I don't think I did that last year just because I think I kind of feel like the kids kind of outgrew balloons and they would just float around right. and become that obnoxious thing that, you know, just hovered around forever. And Oh, yeah, the do- Mylar balloons. Yes. <laughs> We do have a um, we do have a banner that we break out for every single birthday, and it's the same banner. And I we finally had to replace it because it was falling apart, but it's it looks just like the old banner. <laughs> so nice. that's another thing. Every kid gets the same banner. It's just kind of fun. Like our birthdays are very predictable and comforting in that way that they're all very well, similar. I think those little tiny things are things that if you have like say a baby and a toddler and haven't started getting into this yet that moms can actually like start to think ahead because we also have a banner and I always want to get a cuter one, like something more Pinteresty, Etsy like, mm-hmm. and it's like a drugstore. Like ha- this, it's the like cardboard car- one? The cardboard letters yep. that kind of That's string out. And, um, and ours is the same. And then we also had this Disney snow globe. Um, Brian's side of the family collects, some of them collect snow globes. So we have a few random snow globes, but it was actually a really nice, heavy, substantial all the Mickey Mouse characters and it was like you turned it upside down and it was glitter and it was birthday themed and you wound it up on the bottom and you know had little music box music playing happy birthday and that didn't start out as like I'm gonna make a big tradition as traditions often don't but the kids would we would only get it out on a birthday because it was more you know delicate and birthday themed and so just the banner the cardboard banner and the silly little Mickey Mouse snow globe just only come out and um you know talking about the way you store this stuff or organize that we have a little small bin of kind of birthday stuff just like you would for another holiday so I think that's I think we're kind of saying the same thing that just those little a balloon on a chair or and as your kids get older you can save that stuff and then it becomes the tradition that you didn't you know maybe didn't set out to plan it that way didn't we have a whole episode about how traditions aren't traditions until they are things that just yes. happened. Well, that, I wrote, that's like one of my favorite essays <laughs> yeah. I've ever written about the holidays. Oh yeah, you're right. The post, it was a blog post. Yeah. Um, like you don't have to try so hard yeah, to make it a tradition because yeah. if it's something that is fun and feels good and is simple enough to do it every year, it just becomes one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because at, the next year you're like, well, that was fun. Let's do that again. Right. right. And oh, that didn't kill me. The that's the other thing. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that, didn't kill me. that didn't kill me. <laughs> I don't have post-traumatic stress exactly. around that particular. Exactly. Um, I love the balloon. I remember um, like as even one and two-year-olds, balloons are such a, um, you know, big ticket item. Yes. And Mylar ones from the grocery store that they always see and never yep. get to get. So yep. that is like, you know, they're maybe six bucks, which is kind of expensive for a balloon. But at the same time, if it's like the most exciting thing in your two-year-old's day. Exactly. I, I like that tradition. That and I'll, really I'm, nice. I'll still do a balloon for Clara this year. She's yeah. she's the one who has a spring birthday. And uh-huh. so I hate to say that, I have to admit this, but she's gotten a little bit of a better deal with birthdays yeah. because there's just one. Yep. And it's in March. It's a good time of year for me. Like there's not a whole lot going on. Right. So it's really easy to kind of think about it and plan. Like she's had real themed birthday parties. I don't really remember doing much of that with the boys because right. it was just bam, 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 bam. You know, I had yep. to like get it all done. So, you know, 
that's okay. Like you get what you get. They also got probably had more fun parties because all their parties were just like these huge piles right. of boys. And so right. they, every every kid, you know, I think sometimes we try too hard to make everything super fair and even too. And right. It doesn't so always true. work out that way. So true. And the time of year, I made a note of that too, that the time of year your kids are born is not, it's not something you have to overcompensate for or fight against. It just is. If your right. kid has a birthday near a holiday, that's going to look different than the kid who has a summer birthday, which is right. a whole different, you know, so it's not like, we don't need to apologize for these things. It right. just influences the way the birthdays go. Your kids still got born. That's what I tell yeah. them sometimes. Hey, they still, you they still, still got born. Here you are. There's a balloon. Here's uh, a balloon. Eat your cake. <laughs> I made it. Can't you tell? Yeah. We have a couple other little like low-key traditions. <clears throat> and one that started in my family is we always tell a birth story, an age-appropriate birth story. It might not be actual labor and delivery <laughs> yeah. birth story. but. Um, we talk about over whether it's dinner or breakfast or whatever cake, we always take time, even with the little kids who may or may not be interested. We take time to talk about the lead up to when they were born, when they were born, what they were like, you know, what it was like in the hospital or when mm -hmm. we got home. And we do that with my family with grown, grown people, even, you know, like my parents whose parents aren't all alive. Like we just, the stories have sort of like become collective knowledge. And I think mm -hmm. that's kind of that's kind of fun. I think as a mom, you get really reflective on your kids' births, you know, yes. because these are holidays for us too, or they are anniversaries of giving birth. So I think that's kind of a nice, and kids often enjoy hearing those stories. You know, so I didn't really realize, but I think we do something similar. Um, we will always like, I, that's the day I always want to look up pictures. I think I've yeah. actually sent you pictures of my kids on their birthdays several <laughs> yeah. times. Cause I'll be like, Oh, and then grab a quick picture of a picture and send it yeah. off to Sarah. Um, but We'll often end up at the dinner, dinner table talking about something related to, you know, the time that they were born or, right. you know, their dimples or how big they yeah. were, the things that kids really love to hear about, yes. I think. And I remember my mom telling me, like, little little things I remember being a kid and my mom telling me that when I was born, the first thing the nurse said before, even before it's a girl is, oh, she, well, this is how she found out, oh, she has dimples. And so that was something <laughs> like, I remember my mom telling me that I'll never forget that. It was yes. something she just kind of said in passing, right? But yeah. Yeah, it made a big impact on me. Like, oh, my mom remembers what this random nurse said about me all those years ago. So yeah, your kids will like that, even little, even little kids, and yeah. then it just becomes those stories that we tell. So mm -hmm. totally yeah. agree. And that's um, also, and like you said, because you're already thinking about it. Again, it's easy. It's it's not right. something you really have to plan or you know go out of your way to do. You're already thinking about your kids and what they look like when they're right. born. So it's not that big of a step to then pull out a picture and show them and talk about it. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes, and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. 
That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Right. And when you tell the same stories every year, they, you know, siblings internalize it and it just becomes, you know, it's becomes a cool conversation to have. Um, the only other thing I had on little simple traditions is ask your kids what would make their birthday feel special. I think sometimes we, you know, we see stuff online like, Oh, now I'm going to make a special breakfast. I'm going to make their favorite breakfast or I'm going to make their favorite dinner, or I'm going to surprise them with balloons after school. And First of all, you don't have to do all the things right. every year for every kid. You also kid. don't have to take a picture of your kid holding a sign that says how old they are and put it on Pinterest. Right. I'm just no. going to say that you don't have to do that. You do not have to do <laughs> if that. If you want to do that, good. But I, don't let that be something that stresses you out. Exactly. And and th- there's a lot of really cute ideas out there. Thank you, Internet. Um, but also you can ask your child, including a very young child, what would yeah. make your birthday special this week? I'm planning dinners. Is there something that would be sometimes they just say I want like potato chips on the yeah. side. Like yep. they don't they don't have the same very small things make children up to the age of seven or eight pretty happy, yeah. you know. So a trip after school to get frozen yogurt. And then maybe they don't, Reed actually doesn't like cake because he doesn't like frosting. So sometimes, so we started another tradition that just evolved was donuts for him because he loves donuts and that's Mm. not a normal thing for him, for us. So I think it was a couple years where his birthday fell on a weekend. You know, it'll be like a Saturday and then the next year it's a Sunday. And just within that few years, it was like, well, now we get donuts on Reed's birthday. So um, ask your kid, like, you know, what, what would make your birthday special? And then don't, feel like you have to do all the other things. Absolutely. Yes, it has been said. All right. Well, let's talk about, you mentioned your kind of parties. I think our listeners who know us know that both of us are low-key party people, and we have touched on this in other episodes. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, I've lived in nice weather areas and even in Arizona, I did, I didn't have any true summer birthdays. Rita's June 1st, which gets a little borderline, but you go to the splash powder or something. So I'm a big fan of meet at a park and here's some grocery store cupcakes and a bag of chips. I mean, I think that worked for us for a really long time. Um, I think it's fun to do themes and to host if that's what makes you happy. But just know that that is that's optional. About mom. Not, yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, or that there's little ways, you know, we hear theme and even then, don't you think kids catch on to themes because they've been to parties that are themed? I know yeah. a couple of years ago, my kids are like, we're our parties. They shared that year. 
And they're like, our party's Harry Potter themed. I said, no, it's not. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, God, they were turning five and seven and they had gotten really into Harry Potter. But I mean, five-year-olds really don't know Harry Potter. And even seven-year-olds are just getting into yeah. it. And I was like, guys, your friends don't even know what this is. And they were like, no, we're, it's Harry Potter themed. So I got some Hey, they decided. Yeah, I got some napkins and I think like one other thing. And they were happy. Oh, well, that's, a, that's, that's so a really that's good point. Yeah. The theme okay. can be like the plates you buy. Exactly. That's the and theme. That's, Get out of the eyeliner and, and like put a scar on a kid's forehead. Yeah. Voila, Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, it's we've, like. We've been totally brainwashed as to the extent that you yes. can have a themed party. And again, if you love to do it, then um, I should link to our friend Sarah Stewart Holland because she has a great post about why she does it and why she loves to do it, mm -hmm. which is a totally different thing. Um, and I'll link to that. Um, yeah. A lot of times it's a creative outlet. Yeah. For mom, who was like really good at party planning. And if I yeah, was, if I had those skills, Yahoo, you know? Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts on parties. Have you guys had, um, one thing I wanted to talk about was when you have a bunch of kids or add more kids, I know big families get creative with, um, having ways so that not every kid gets a big party every yeah. year. That's, yep. um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So we, for a while were doing, um, they were allowed to have a big sleepover every other year. And then on the alternate year, they could just have like a friend or two over um, individually instead of having like the big, the big two kids together party. Right. Or they could go to the movies with their friends. Fun. And they, we still kind of do that. I mean, I just the, – the era of the mass sleepover in our house is kind of ending. But they just don't – they don't hang out. Like William's got one best, best, best buddy that he hangs out with almost all the time. And then like a couple other good friends who are really don't come here that often. Right. Um, Owen's got, you know, his cousin that he still hangs out with and, and a couple other friends. So he still does like the kind of like group sleepover, but again, I'm talking three kids, not eight. Right. <laughs> so right. it is changing. And I'm because it's changing and because it's not as taxing on me anymore. I'm, I'm fine with still just continuing to do it every year if they want to. But, you know, I have to also say for the first time in the last couple of years, we have done the thing where we rent out a spot and go, and have a party there. We've done it a few times. We did like a laser tag place. And I think this year for Claire, we might do it at the gymnastics place. Um, simply because as they're getting older, I sometimes would rather not have them all in my house. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, take absolutely. up a lot of space and they're loud. And, and somebody else is doing the cleanup. Exactly. Yeah. It's It turns out to be a pretty good deal sometimes to just go someplace and let the kids go crazy and jump around and then leave at the end. Well, um, and I yeah. think you've entered an era where it's assumed that it's drop off. I mean, that's another, like when kids need less supervision, I find exactly. those, some of those parties are really torturous to go to as a parent when you're expected to stay. And then when you but, don't have to, and when you also don't have to entertain the other parents anymore, like yeah, nothing more host, awkward than feel, sitting around yeah, for two very hours. awkward because there's a bunch of adults standing around. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I agree. Like if, if it's, an age where the kids are able to not to need that supervision and can be dropped off. And then as the yeah. host, you don't have the extra adults to deal with. You're not worried about the kids so much. So I can totally see that being a great option. Um, I think the other thing that's different now with the older ones, it, the other thing that I always, always do is I always make a cake and it's always terrible, but I don't make it from scratch because I think that makes cakes out of a box are great. So I, do. <laughs> I make, yeah. I make cakes out of a box. It's almost always chocolate frosting on chocolate cake, but sometimes if they ask for yellow or white or whatever, I'll make that instead. And then, um, and I frost it terribly and it's almost like a joke. I'll just throw a bunch of candy and stuff on it at the end. <laughs> or like I buy a little accoutrement sometimes, like when I make Clara a cake one time and I just put like this little beach scene on it. So like that was little a good toy. One, though. We, I think that we actually was a great cake. About that. We should show yes. a picture. I made a beach that cake. Was a it was cake. great. And it was very easy. Um, 
But like sometimes I'll just cover the cake with a bunch of just random little toys and stuff. It really can like if you <laughs> always crack the top of your cake or always have that spot where you didn't wait long enough for the cake to cool and then you tried to frost yeah. it and it like tore a chunk. You can creative use of candy and or other like little objects can small Legos. <laughs> yes, can cover that. Um Although Clara was mad that I put shells on that cake. She thought that was oh. really gross. I was like, but I put it through the sanitary, you know, cycle on the dishwasher. She's like, why would you have done that, Mom? So anyway, um, I don't know. What I, I, don't, my, I had a point. It's gone. But oh, the point well, is that, that was one little thing is that now I always do is the, is the cakes, and I still do that for every kid. But now it's like, you know, Jacob and Isaac, they want to eat the cake with us, and then they want to go do stuff with their friends. That's how right. they want to spend their birthday. And that's, that's right. okay. I remember when that's how I wanted to spend my birthday. So right. You know, even that, even that concept of how that looks has changed. Right. And I think William's right. almost there too. Like, you know, we'll do after school, we'll do a cake kind of early probably because then that frees up his evening right. to do what he really wants to do, which may yeah. not be hang out with mom and dad and cousins and stuff. So, well, and I think I, you know. again, it, it, um, brings up the point of asking your kid or feeling out your kid on what would make, I mean, it's their birthday and kids change yeah. and grow over the years. Um, I want to say something about one more thing about the pressure to have big organized parties as your kids start preschool and start going to these parties. And next week we're going to talk about when you're attending and getting invited to all these big parties. Right. But, um, I, I think sometimes we get sucked into thinking that our kids, because they now are exposed to this and, oh, so-and-so's party is at the bouncy house place. And then I got to go to this party. So this is the party I want. I think there's ways to... <laughs> Tell your child, because you are the adult in charge, in our family, here's how we do birthday parties. You know, every other year you get to invite friends or whatever you've decided is the rule. Or here's why we're not going to do one at the bouncy house place. Um, right. Again, I think sometimes we just feel pressured that everyone's doing it. And um, when your kids are really young is not a bad time to start saying, well, here's how our family does birthdays. And they, kids will be, they really are fine with it. I think a lot of times yeah. they like to go to those parties more than they right. really care about having them. Um, yeah. And then another thing I've done is tried to bribe my children into doing uh, a family day somewhere really fun that we don't normally get to go mm -hmm. instead of yes. a party. Um, we are close to Disneyland, so we can if we get a decent one day ticket, it's not you know it's not as expensive as if you had to travel and stay overnight to go to Disneyland. So I have tried that. Um, the first year we lived here, they actually insisted on a joint party, and we did it at the park. But um, Reed did take me up on it, and we did Disney instead of a party this year. So if there's something that they really want to do, some kind of amusement park, a really special day, um, and you really don't want to host a party, I highly yeah. recommend offering Well, and we, we have a, a place um, about an hour from here that the kids love. It's one of those, I think it's called Sky Zone. It's like one of those jumping trampoline parks that you could yeah. like, mm -hmm. yeah, So, but it's expensive, you know, right. and it's far away. I don't want to be responsible for ship, like taking a whole truckload of kids. Yeah to an hour and 15 minutes away place and then have to pay right. 20 bucks a kid plus the right. cake and all that. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to kind of float it past the boys this year. If maybe that'll just be that. And maybe we'll meet their cousin Quinn there and, you know, bring right. their other cousin. You've got a little party. I mean, it's a nice thing about us right. having so many cousins close yeah. in age. Um, it's kind of like a built in party, but then it's also just like a relaxed family day. And that right. sounds nice. Like it's a good compromise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Or, or um, I know getting to like Allegra's age, um, telling them they can bring one friend somewhere and it could be somewhere, yes. you know, we don't have the cousins, but we might do a one friend thing yeah. and then it could be somewhere. The kids start to appreciate what a more bigger ticket day looks like. You yes. can kind of see the calculations going like, okay, I could have a yeah. big party with cheap party favors or I right. can go to Disneyland. You know, they, they start yeah. to yes. the priorities. Um, 
Also, yeah. I think I think sometimes too, like like you said, they appreciate going to those parties, like the big parties for other kids. But I have to say, a few years ago, Clara had, I would say, maybe the only legit like birthday party I've ever thrown for a kid where it had a theme. Like every, it was all the stuff. Like it had the yeah. theme. It had the cake, and she also got to pick whoever she wanted out of her classroom. I think I let her right. like pick up to I don't know, like ten kids or something. Yeah, and I, it actually caused her a lot of stress. Yes, she liked it, but I think at the end of the day. She would have been happy just to have like her best friend or two right. there um, or do something with them that was special rather than have this big party where then she had to kind of, there was some a little bit of infighting and like she had to negotiate right. that a little bit. And there was a lot of stress about her feeling bad about not inviting everyone in the class and how are we going to get the invitations yeah. to the girls who were coming. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then boys, she also wanted boys to come, but that would have been like double the size. And I was like, right. you're going to have to make a choice. I mean, it could be a small group of girls and a small group of boys, but it just, it just ended up yeah. being a lot of pressure for her even. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that kid depends on the kid. Yeah, well. no, that's, a, that's a really, a really good point. And I would say it's not a bad idea when your kids are at those ages where it's harder to decide and it's a little overwhelming, just start the conversation early and, and yeah. don't be afraid to set boundaries because what little kids will do is just declare, I'm having my birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And you're like, no, you're yes. not. No, you're but, not. It's wish fulfillment, right? I mean, it's fantasizing. And then you can kind of like have the conversation and work it back right sides it, I think. Um, so so in that light, I have to share this. This is really cute. Yeah. Um, my niece, Ruby, who mm-hmm. is about a year and a half older than Clara, um, I don't, she's been sending me random texts. I don't, she doesn't have her own phone, but I think they have like an extra phone in the house that the kids can use every yeah. now and then. And so sometimes when Jenna's texting me, I'll, they must be sitting down together texting because then Ruby will start texting me. And she so sent cute. me this picture uh on like a legal pad and it says ruby's list to do for birthday oh so here are the things that she's got listed shed aquarium slumber party medieval times sky zone mall movie zoo power in motion that's our um gymnastics place okay. barn i'm not i'm not sure what barn's all about and sleep and park come back for sleepover so she asked me ask claire to pick two Oh. Well, what she recently said is, ask Clara, which is her two favorite ones for my birthday? Taco emoji, taco emoji, poop emoji. <laughs> so I sent her back a bitmoji with me holding a list saying, will do, with like a little check mark. Yes. And then she wrote me back like a day later. She's like, can you text me Clara's answer? And I was like, well, Clara says aquarium or sky zone. I mean, yeah, obviously, she's, that's what she's going to pick. Then like a day later, she texts me back and she's like, well, we're just doing a slumber party with a face mask and watch a movie. So obviously, Jenna, I haven't talked to Jenna about yeah. this, but obviously Jenna let her fantasize a bit. Yeah. And then reined it back in. And now she's yeah. doing probably exactly what Jenna wanted her to do in the first place, exactly. which is have a slumber party and maybe make it fun like a spa. I mean, but it's just kind of like she got to think about what that would be like and even get Claire involved. And then in the end, she's probably going to be totally thrilled with what she actually gets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can actually, I'll share that picture with you and you can put it on the show notes because it's just That is really cute. And now we're really off topic, but Allegra has also been really interested in texting lately. She has no device of her own. They, she uses an iPad for games, but we don't have any ability to communicate with anyone on it. And Uh um, we are playing fantasy football as a family. Like our extended family has a football Uh league. And Allegra has her own team. Like we're we're really into football. We all play fantasy football. So through the fan through the Yahoo Fantasy app, you can message just the players in the league, which is a yep. very safe way to because it's literally right. it's literally only the people. Yeah, yeah, it's her aunts, uncles, and grandparents. And even then, I've like been trying to give her a little bit of like digital citizenship. Like you can't just send a poop emoji unannounced to like 
your, you know, cousin's <laughs> husband that you've met once. Like, right. You know? Exactly. So um, anyway, that's, that's all except the same, just like Ruby Allegra is kind of practicing texting yes. and starting to like have these little and lots of emojis. So many it's emojis. Cute. It's very cute and a very sort of safe, safe place to do mm-hmm. it. So I love that Ruby gets to text you. Very fun. Um, okay. Well, I was going to kind of go into buying gifts for our kids or what happens when the gift lists get crazy, how you handle just simple gifts for giving your own, again, not buying for other people's kids. We're going to go there next week, but, um, what we get our birthday kids or how we shop or how we handle that. Do you have any initial thoughts? Uh, our birthday presents have always been few and low key part and and low key. Often there's a clothing item the kid needs anyway. Okay. It seems like something like that always pops up in the fall. Like Mm -hmm. that's when you realize their shoes are all ripped up or like they really need, you know, something like a coat. I mean, something like that. It's it. So it's often like uh, just kind of a convenient time to do that. Right. And then we'll usually get something like a book and then some kind of fun something. But it's generally speaking, we keep birthday gifts. I think that started out of necessity just because we had so many birthdays, one after the other. Yeah. We just didn't want to end in right before Christmas. You know, it's like, this is not, and then it just worked out. And I have to say as well, like the kids' expectations were set so early that that's what a birthday looks like in our house that, that, that it's never been a problem. They've never been like, I didn't get much, you know, right. It's not. Yeah. And they'll usually, you know, they usually get something from a friend, like, even if they only have two or three friends, like some now a lot of the kids are into giving cash, but they'll get a little money and some Xbox points or like, you know, right. a little toy or something and then they're happy. So yeah. that's kind of how it looks in our house. Yeah, no, I love that. And you said also, because you do have all the cousins and my kids don't, but I know a lot of families do that you guys stopped giving presents to your nieces and nephews and vice versa, right? On we birthdays. Did. It's we, just... we, we have a moratorium on that. I will say yeah. I may have to revisit that with Jenna because now it's becoming awkward for the older kids who go to parties where everyone else is giving them a present and it's kind of oh, like my like kids then feel bad party? Okay. to a friend party. So I think yeah. I may talk with Jenna about that, about adjusting that because I don't want the kid, I don't want Phil Jack to come over and feel bad because he doesn't have a gift for right. Owen on Owen's birthday, like friend party. That's, right. you know, that wasn't yeah, the intent. Can... The intent of the, of it was, I don't want to show up at um, the family party where there's already a pile of gifts from all these other relatives with my own gift. It just feels excessive. And then it becomes like an obligation. And so that we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to burden each other with that. So, right. yeah. Um, but, you know, everything, I guess it's so funny. I've said so many times, like I might have to revisit that or I'm rethinking that. And it's just like Christmas or, or other yeah. holidays. This stuff changes. Like you don't have totally. to get locked in. And not every tradition has to last forever. No. Sometimes they absolutely. serve the purpose for a while and then... And then they stop serving that purpose. Then you find something else to do or you adjust. Exactly. When, when do you guys, when does your kid typically have their cake and open their presents? Is that a set thing or is it just float around based on when we the We either do falls? it right after school or we do it in the evening. And we kind of base it depending on whether we're going to have, like oftentimes Jenna's family will come over and have cake and ice cream with us. If we're going to do that, usually do it a little bit later because then okay. it's easier for those, you know, yeah. she's working and easier for everyone to get over. Um, but sometimes we have stuff going on in the evening and the kids just want their cake. And yeah. I used to be real weird about like, you have to have the pizza first. And then, you know, you have to. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why do I? No, we could just have cake right away and then we could eat dinner later. It's not. Well, we are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but, you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. 
And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Sarah, we're welcoming our sponsor, Element. That's spelled L-M-N-T, a zero sugar electrolyte drink that leans on current science about what our bodies really need in order to deliver the most effective hydration possible. You know, Sarah, Eric is really into keeping up with health research, and he's been insisting to me for years that we actually need more salt to stay hydrated. Turns out Element agrees because they've developed their product based on a growing body of research that shows that for optimal health outcomes, we actually need to be taking in sodium levels at two to three times government recommendations. That's a big difference. Yeah, it really is, Megan. And, you know, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, and weakness. I know I can feel really rotten when I'm dehydrated. And also, I don't love the taste of plain water, so I'm not that great about drinking it. Element makes a huge difference in how much I'm enjoying my hydration and in how I feel, and it's super easy to fit it into my daily routine. My favorite flavor of Element is the grapefruit, but if that's not for you, we're going to get you set up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite Element flavor. Plus, Element has a no-questions-asked refund policy. You don't even have to send the product back to get your refund. Yeah, you can receive a free Element sample pack containing one packet of eight flavors. So you'll get eight total packets free with any order when you purchase through our custom URL. That's drinkelement.com slash momhour, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and it's available for both new and returning customers. To get that offer, again, go to drinkelement.com slash momhour. I'm Does so really glad you brought difference. that up because I forgot another one of our traditions is just flip-flopping the order and our kids open presents. So let's say we were having family over like my parents or something for the family birthday. Um, we would open gifts like during, like before dinner in that lull between like dinners, maybe cooking or we're having a glass of wine, like happy hour time, let the kid open their presents, then do dinner and then have cake and sing after the presents used to be like, this big like pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And then you had two and three year olds, like, you know, it might right. even just be four or five presents, the family ones. Like we're not talking about a big party, but then I was like, why are we making them wait to open their presents? It's their birthday. Right. And no, I know. And yes. We're just sitting around. So I forgot. That's another thing we've done is presents are whatever, whatever the celebration looks like presents happen almost first and then they can yeah. play with this stuff. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, then cake might be after dinner or whatever, but. Well, I guess the lesson there is, again, not to get too hung up on things having to happen. It's a birthday. So right. it's a special day. It, it doesn't need to follow any anybody else's timeline. It doesn't have to right. look like a regular dinner night where you'd right. eat and then wait, digest a little bit, and then have dessert. I mean, right. it can really look however you and or the birthday kid want it to look. So, right. Right. yeah, we've moved, we move things around. Sometimes we'll do um, gifts right away. 
And also when you do gifts right away, the kids are, it keeps the kids occupied for a bit yeah. and it gives them, you know, so the adults can socialize a little bit if they're adults yep. and maybe order the pizza or whatever, whatever's coming next. If you're yep. making a dinner or whatever, it's, it just kind of gives you a little buffer and every, that's the thing everyone wants to do anyway. Yeah. Yep. So no, agreed. Um, I have a couple more thoughts on gifts geared toward littler kids. Um, one thing is that um, we've started to let our kids buy gifts for each other with a very small budget. I think I talked about this in a Christmas episode, but um, mm. I was starting to feel like my kids didn't really have any concept of giving because the well, we'll talk about it next week with the friend birthdays, but they weren't really connected to the process of um, picking something out for a yeah. family member because I was doing all of that. Or a lot, mm-hmm. we, we have very generous grandparents. So a lot of times our family barely does anything because the grandparents and the aunt and uncles do. So um, we have made a point the last few birthdays, even with you know two, three, four, five, six-year-olds, of letting them pick out something for their sibling. And I completely step back, and it's usually something terrible. Like yes. how often the kids will pick out something they really want because all kids do that. So like Reed will give something Pokemon theme to his sisters for their birthday. And I just, I just, I just let it go. Um, because it's just more of the practice. It's just like, and, um, I've talked before about going to like a Walgreens instead of a target where there's a very small. Yes. That's, we both do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can find a little cheap something. Yep. And it's more just about the act of doing it and they do, and they really like it. Um, so, and then maybe getting involved in wrapping or, or drawing them a picture, just some little thing. I think I was in the weeds for a few years where I just couldn't. I didn't have the time to slow down to do that. But now I am trying to make sure that every kid is doing something for the other kid's birthday, Mm -hmm. like at a max of 10 bucks. And at this point, it's still coming out of my pocket. But it's just about like having them get in that habit. Um, Also, with really little kids, if you are like me and have super generous relatives, uh, I would say do not hesitate, number one, to give guidance. I've said this on we've talked (laughs) about this at length in holiday episodes. But if relatives are asking what your kid's into or what they want for their birthday or what they need, tell them because generous relatives who want to know are generous and you get, (laughs) you get to guide them. I think, um, we don't need to be so, Oh, you know, whatever is fine. The kid benefits, but also it helps like kind of set some values about what kind of toys you like in your house and all that. And then number two, don't be afraid to set aside if the kid gets too much right away. We've said this too. Um, I think in a previous episode that if they're inundated with a bunch of new stuff, and they open it and you can tell one thing isn't going to be like the thing they play with right away. Just set it aside for a rainy day. It works great with like art supplies, art kits, that kind of stuff. Um, do you ever regift? Um, I, the only time I regift is if we get something we already have, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have once or twice. It's not ever really been an issue, but because we haven't had those big friend parties where kids who don't really know the other kid. That's, right. I think that's when you end up with a lot of re-gifting materials, when you have like a yeah. big classroom party. Yeah. And it's as a mom, you know what it's like when your kid gets invited to one of those parties. Yeah. And we'll talk about that next week. But like, crap, I don't know this kid at all. Right. Right. And then you ask your kids, like, what do you want to get them? And they're, they're never any help. Right. <laughs> so right. when we've had that kind of situation, that's when we've ended up with things where I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll just right. put this in a drawer and, right. you know, yep. hang and, on yeah, to it. I think I think the theme of this episode (laughs) actually is emerging that you as a parent can take an active role in how you shape kid birthdays. It doesn't, you don't have to succumb to peer pressure. You also don't have to succumb to the whims of a two-year-old so that you, you know, you get to shape how this looks and how birthdays can be special in your family. And, Um, And really, if you think about it, I mean, what is the point of having a birthday celebration? It's to honor this person for being in your life. Um, it's to be a little bit special, Right. Uh, 
but it's, it's just a day, just like any other yeah. day in, in other ways. And so I feel like sometimes, you know, I think back, like, what, what would I rather my kid remembered? Like, their birthdays were sort of casually, maybe a bit sloppily thrown together at times, but fun, special enough, and everybody appreciated that kid, that person for being there, or like this right. stress-filled nightmare where mom's yeah. running around biting everyone's head off because things aren't coming together correctly. Right. And I guess I would always just choose the first if yep. I had to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, real quick before we wrap this, I think this is, this will be quick, but, um, I know my kids have had very specific ways of celebrating their birthday at school. And we did an episode recently about, um, things not to freak out about when your kids start school. And this reminded me, but, um, I, I just would encourage parents to ask the teacher or ask the school how they like to celebrate birthdays in the classroom. Number one, classroom birthdays pretty much go away. I would say by like first grade, usually, you know, like in terms of sending something in or, Oh, really? Um, Not in our school. Really? So do they, they do them all the way up through? They do them all the way through elementary really? school. Okay. Yeah. I think it's cracking down over here. There's definitely no yeah, food there's in our elementary The whole school. sweets thing and food, like, yeah, that's definitely become more of a focus of not doing that. But I know they definitely right. do, do celebrations in class. I mean, we live in a small town. It's kind of old school yeah. here. So. No, I love yeah. that. Well, yeah. But preschool, I think, is at the height of where yes. you may or may not send in something to eat. Um, Montessori preschools have usually like a very specific little tradition they have. Um, so I guess um, my advice, if there is any, is to make sure you connect with the teacher about that because sometimes you see what's coming home. Like maybe a kid sent in a party favor for their classroom celebration. Well, that doesn't mean you have to. Right. <laughs> We're like beating a dead horse here. But that... So just, you know, and then also ask your kid. I know like Allegra was really intimidated by being the center of attention. And I never forget in kindergarten, her teacher kept calling her birthday girl on her birthday. And she was like, it's tears. She didn't want to be called birthday girl. So it's like, like, know your kid and then touch base with the teacher and don't succumb to peer pressure. I guess that's just my, I don't know. Do you have any other advice on classroom birthdays or? I I think that, you know, one thing I would say, and and the one thing I will say is also that when I say they still do birthday parties, like usually what it is, is you get to send a treat in and then they eat it during what would have been snack time anyway. Right. Um, Sometimes like the teacher will say the week of your birthday, that's the week you're the leader, you know, whatever the snack leader or whatever the leadership, whatever leadership roles exist in your child's first or second grade often that child ends up getting that role for that week of their birthday. Um, but that's kind of separate. So one thing I've, I just, you just don't have to overthink it too much because there's been plenty of times when the night before the kid, you know, the birthday falls on say Saturday or Sunday yeah. and I forget that they're going to then celebrate on Friday and it's Thursday right. night. And I'm like, Oh shoot, I forgot to make anything. And if I make, you know, if I make cupcakes now, they won't cool enough before bed right. to frost right. them. And then I don't want to do it in the morning. Anyway, long story short. Um, I have often then just emailed the teacher and said, can I just bring them in tomorrow? And right. usually they'll say, yeah, like two o'clock would be perfect or something like right. that because they have their days planned out. So it's not – and then I think actually the kids kind of like that mom shows up. If that's something you're able to do with your schedule or your work, you know. Um, oh, yeah. The kids have always kind of liked me showing up with their treat. And, I, you know, I try very hard not to be disruptive. And I just come in, drop it, and leave. It's not like yeah. I'm yeah. hanging out. But sometimes it's been also like – I run to Dunkin' Donuts and right. get a box of, uh, uh, what are they called? Munchkins. Yeah. Because that's like one or two bites. Yeah. yeah. So I know the kids aren't going to go all, get all jacked up on sugar. Yeah. And it's still a special treat and all that. So I guess I just don't really overthink it too much. It's just as long as they end up with some kind of treat in their hand at some point during the day. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. as long as it's the kid meets the kid's expectation, which again, right. comes back to like, 
finding out which part, like, what do you like about, I, I always ask my kid what it's like when other kids have birthday celebrations at school, you know, like, oh, it was so-and-so's birthday. What'd you guys do? What did you like about, you know, because yeah. they don't necessarily want or need all of the possibilities. Um, the little munchkins reminded me that a few years ago, I got a mini muffin tin and I had never made miniature cupcakes or miniature muffins. And I can't tell you how many times I've used that either for box cake mix or for, um, we make homemade muffins more often now, like mm-hmm. a little bit healthier. Um, and for the same reason, it's such a good size. So for birthday treats, yeah. that's a great one. Teachers will appreciate it. Parents will appreciate it. And it's still, it's cute. It still looks like a cupcake or a muffin it's or whatever. Cute, and you can also make a whole classroom's worth. Yeah, it's 24. You know, with one the, box. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it was like 10 bucks. I'll link to the one I have. But I, I kind of thought it seemed like a like a funny baking bakeware to have. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. use it way more we than We have one and we use it a lot too. Else. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, well, I, before we wrap this episode, I kind of wanted to do our usual segment and just update people what's going on in our lives. Cause we All haven't right. done that in a few weeks. So, um, I really want to know more about the DJ, the morning DJ gig. Um, if you really are just listening for the first time, Megan recently took on a job as a morning show co-host at her local radio station. But I want you to tell us like what, it, like what, what is it like when you're in there? Like, how does the job work? Like, I want to know about, like, yeah, I want to know. Well, first of all, I've learned some things about the radio biz in the last two weeks, and I am not a DJ. I do not. (laughs) I do not disc jockey. Okay. The music is pre-selected by some other person. I don't know who that is. And it is my job to be the color Mm -hmm. and a personality. So I'm like, if you could see my face right now, I'm making all of the, all of the silly faces. (laughs) But uh I, so basically here's what it is. I get up, uh, I get to the station around 630. And usually I, uh, my co-host and I, Johnny, we use Evernote and we'll have like a list of things we're going to talk about. We usually okay. actually figure that out the day before, but we'll add to it. And then we literally just sit there and wait for our, and there's like a little computer where I can see what's coming up next. And they have a lot of it. They can see the song and you can see okay. um, the commercials or whatever. Okay. And then you can see like live on studio and we've got, we've got like a running, you know, schedule and I can kind of look and say, oh, we're going to be talking about this or that. And so we'll be just sitting there. I mean, we just kind of sit there and chat. And then... How long are the segments where you're chatting? Like in between... I, it's been actually a long time since I've even listened to morning radio like this. Generally speaking, I, like three, two to three minutes. Okay. And then there'll be like little teasers. So we'll do like, you know, next up after this Taylor Swift song, we're going to um, talk about donuts in the classroom or whatever it is. And then... Right. So that'll be really quick. And then I also started doing the weather, which freaked me out. That was the scariest yeah. thing okay, I've done these so are the far. I want to know, like the radio, okay. like I can picture what you're like chit chatting because we do that. Yes, but I want to. So talk the weather, about I mean, it's 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 pretty formulaic. I mean, I have a thing in front of me when I get there that says what the weather is for the day, and then, um, like what it's going to be tonight. And so really, all you have to do, you kind of read it, but you don't want to sound like you're reading it. So I'll be right. like, you know, say it's. I'll be like, good morning. It's seven thirty. It's you know. 65 degrees right now. Looks like it's going to be sunny and warm later with a low of or high of 82 and a, I don't know, low of 60 tonight. Right now it's 55 degrees. And then we go right into the segment. So okay. this morning though, I did it and it, it's a lot of pressure because there's like a lot of things to get correct. And also Numbers. you're leading, I'm leading the segment. There's no one else. It's just dead air if I don't say anything. So, um, and it's live. So that really stressed me out. And today I actually forgot to write down what the current temperature was. And so I like did my whole spiel and I got to the end and I'm like, and it's, uh, Johnny, what, what, what is it right now? And then he said it and we kind of laughed and it was fine. It's not a big deal. Cause it's just, we're supposed to be kind of silly. So, right. um, 
Yeah. So then between segments, we often talk about what we're going to like, wh- how we're going to kind of structure that makes sense. Um, a segment coming up and what we might talk about the next day. Sometimes we'll pre-record things while we have time because um, I don't go in on Fridays. Oh, okay. So we'd like to pre-record a little bit and get some stuff out of the way. So it's just, I mean, it, it goes really fast. It's like, now is there a there for about two and a half hours just decided that you need to talk about like, you know, a news story or like celebrity. We news don't or even, like, so we don't really do news. We do. Well, I mean, we do trending. It's called trending topics. I guess it's yeah. news, but it's like fluff news. And okay. we, there's places you can go. They're called prep sites that have all that stuff pulled. Okay. So you can pull from there if you want. I often will just like scan my Facebook feed and see what people are talking right. about right. and throw that in there. Um, I don't do any of the entertainment news because I know nothing. I know okay. like literally nothing about celebrities or what's going on in entertainment. So it's actually kind of funny because the guys um, previously, like it's always been the, the female host right. job on the show to do that. And I, I am useless. So, nope. you know, he'll, he'll kind of cobble together a few stories and lead that one. And then I just kind of say sarcastic things like, I can't believe I've been on the show for two weeks and we're still talking about Taylor Swift every day. <laughs> Like, so stuff like that. And then, you know, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's like it kind of fits my skill sets, which it turns out is just making commentary. And then do you have, this... have you guys had feedback from like how much do you interface with listeners? Do people call in? Do they write in? I'm just sometimes so they, they Yeah, they sometimes comment on Facebook, pretty often on Facebook. Um, they called in a few times, but usually they only, we do a trivia thing every day where you can win a pizza. People call in okay. like crazy for that, but people don't often call in otherwise. <laughs> we shared a story about like um, uh, kids losing their tooth in unusual ways story. Someone called in for that. I think something easy like that. We did talk yeah. about bacon and how it's in everything. And that's another part okay. of this job is just coming up with like stuff you notice about life to comment yeah. on. <clears throat> so I was like, what is it with bacon and everything? I think it's jump the shark. Like we have to move on. What's the next bacon? And this woman called and she's like, Hey. What y'all got against bacon? And we're just laughing. I was like, well, we don't really have anything against bacon. Well, we hung up and she just kept calling back over and over. And Johnny's like, oh man, I think I've heard from this woman before. I'm pretty sure she's drunk. It was like 930 in the morning. He's like, she'll just keep calling. I'm not answering the phone. And she just kept calling over and over. So those are the kind of people sitting by their phone, (laughs) apparently wanting to talk to us. Uh, It's not very interactive. I just don't think people call places anymore. Yeah. As a general rule. So I'd like people to call if you want to call. That would make me very happy. Yeah, it's been that long since I really had a morning show that I listen to regularly enough. So I think that's part of my wanting to hear how it all works is also the 10 or 15 years since yeah. I even was a consumer of that kind of a show yeah. um, that it's all changed. You know, how- we, we get a lot more feedback on Facebook. That's probably yeah. the biggest. Yeah. But I also am doing a, a Wednesday advice thing every oh, Wednesday. You, you can leave a that. comment or you can... Um, you can, we can maybe like put a link because actually I would love to get, I can field questions from anywhere. And if I answer your question, you can stream it from home. You don't have to be in my town. Yeah, that's great. So we'll put a link to how, how our listeners can stream your show in general. And then also how they can submit questions to your yeah. advice, advice segment. I love All it. Right. It's so cool. Well, thank you for You're indulging welcome. me. Um, what was I going to talk about? Well, I was going to update on that. I did go to ballet because the last time we did this segment, I think, or last time we talked about our, what's going on in our personal lives, I said, I was going to go take a ballet class. So I would like to report back that I did twice. Um, I went two weeks in a row and then this last week I had to miss for a very legit, I even had my clothes packed, my ballet shoes in the car and Reed had a doctor's appointment that went long. So I had to miss, but Um, It was really, really good. And it was really sweet. I had a lot of people on Instagram or just personal friends who were genuinely 
like really interested and complimentary of me going back to ballet. And it was just very flattering. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah. And it it's not the kind like, of thing you really ever think about a 30 something mom doing. That's why it's so cool. You know, most people yeah. think, well, that's behind me now. It's over. Yeah. And the class is perfect because it is an adult ballet class. It's all adult women. It's not particularly beginning in that all of the women in there have a knowledge of ballet that you don't have to explain what the steps mean or yeah. like to go over the combinations really slowly, but no one is in tip top shape either. So it's kind of perfect. Like athletically, right. it's, it's low key enough for most levels, but from an understanding of ballet, it's actually, I would say an intermediate to advanced class and the, the teacher's not breaking down every step. She's assuming that you know what the words mean and right. that you've been in a ballet class before. So it's actually perfect. Um, they're, they're really nice women. The teacher is really good and ballet, like anything has definitely people who subscribe to different styles or different theories, philosophies. And just with my background, it, it would be hard if I went in and it was like a super duper Russian style or something that I wasn't right. as big a fan of, but this style fit very well with the way I was trained and, um, the dancing that I did like later into my twenties. So yeah, it was really good. I was so, so sore. The first, I mean, I knew I would be. <laughs> So You're funny. probably using muscles you have not used. Oh, yeah. Specifically from the waist down. It's so funny because from the waist up, it felt so easy to move like that. Like all the port bra which is arm movements, and like all of the dancey part, like from the waist up felt so good, like so easy in a way, like it never left. And then from the waist down, it was like things just didn't work the way they used to work. And I was, I mean, I could barely walk for two or three days. But what was interesting is I thought with a whole week in between classes that I would be just as sore the next week. I thought, well, I'm just going to go and it's going to be the same, but I was so much less sore. So I don't really know yeah. how that works in terms of like, it seems like my muscles had a week to rest and I would have been signing up for the same torture, but it right. was, I was like moderately sore for one day instead of outrageously sore for three. So it was improvement. So good. Yeah. Well, yeah that's really cool. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, so I can't I wait to see going. a picture of you, you know, in a I wore a leotard. I actually wore a leotard <gasps> oh, the second time. Do you the wear first, pink tights? I did not wear pink tights. I think once oh. you, once you don't have to wear pink tights, really, you never you, need you to again. I, but again, I wore a leotard in black tights um, the oh. second time. The first time I wore, like, a workout top and, um, leg like, capri-length leggings. So it was still, mm. like, the silhouette was still slimming and, you know, like I could get away with it in a dance class, but it was not dance attire. But the other women in the class were wearing, you know, ballet clothes. A lot of them had a skirt or, you know, like it was adult version. It wasn't black right. and pink. But um, so, yeah, I went through this bin that's like a freaking time capsule of stuff, of dance stuff. And I threw away a bunch of stuff that wasn't in good shape, but there were other pieces that could be, you know, washed really well and were fine. And so it's like, yeah. So 12, so almost cool. 12 years from the time I had a leotard wow. on to the next time. <laughs> wow. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. You so. should put, put a picture. Of, you should get a picture of yourself and throw it in the show notes. When's your I next know, class? I know. I should just take uh, Friday. So do it. So do it. Oh, it won't be this one. Well, next time, next time, maybe yeah, next week, I promise. Or I'll, or I'll right. post it on our, and you should do it like in the mirror with like, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to artistically direct you, but I'm just okay. thinking like, what would be the most quintessential ballet shot? You know? Yes. I will. I'll yeah. send it to you for approval first. So okay. Thanks. Art direct me. <laughs> So. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Everything we talked about will be at themomhour.com. This was episode 68. And join us next week when we will continue birthdays. We're going to talk about when your kids get invited to all those other kids' birthday parties. Um, yeah. And this was fun. So we will see everybody back here next week. And check us out at themomhour.com in the meantime. See you then. 
Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 